Shall we? Shall we have a conversation, Lori Kilmartin? Let's. Let's. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, your background is astonishing. Where where are you? It is astonishing. I am in the Denver, Colorado Comedy Works South condo. Wow. The comedy club, the, the only one that I'm staying at a condo anymore. Uh, and, and I, and when I first, you know, it took me 21 years to get into this club and I got into it about five or six years ago. And, um, they said, there's a condo. And I was like, I really want to go to this club. If I don't like it, I'll just, you know, I'll just get myself a hotel. So, um, and everybody around me was like, no, no, it's different. It's different. And it is different in the fact that it is cleaned within an inch of its life. Nice. And it is also decorated like the acclaimed sitcom Silver Spoons. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jackie, it has taken me 33 years to get in that club. I mean, I mean I'm on my 33rd year of not working. <laughs> I am talking you up like uh, like nobody's business. The thing I is, Wendy that. would freaking love you, man. I and don't know. Uh, I but so far, an interesting view. Yeah. Let's not use this as a clip. Okay. Ah, exactly. I mean, you know what? I I'm uh I I love to be loved. And so sorry, I'm readjusting. Yeah, you are. I'm looking down and that's a very unflattering angle. What no one, even Wendy, would like like that right. that POV. Okay, so I'm putting the iPad on a bunch of books. Okay. Yeah. Right, go. Okay. Uh, and so I'm working with uh, this guy, uh, Troy. It's Walker, I believe. And yeah, sounds familiar. He's a uh, he's great. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of the one, one of the up and coming younger guys and um, local guy. He's from Denver, but he lives in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. He was telling me he was over at Brian Cook's house brian cook uh, another one of the younger guys but you know but they're they're comics but they're also writer guys right yeah brian cook uh is he's like you know to some extent like you except for um he doesn't write, I, don't, I don't know where does he write brian, brian brian uh cook? from the virgil brian yeah brian. yeah okay. yeah yes, yes. Mm-hmm. you're right Okay, because yeah. uh, oh, and he uh, and he recommended I think Troy for the Kimmel gig, and I think he got a Kimmel gig, but he's featuring for me this week. And let's talk cool. about stand up. It's excellent. Yeah, uh, <laughs> stand up is really funny, and um, he but he was over at Brian's. Brian Cook lives in my neighborhood. Have I been invited to Brian Cook's backyard to have an indoor dining room table in a backyard like he's a road comic uh, from the nineties? He. <laughs> He doesn't have yard furniture from from the from the. Wait, uh, hold on. The story you're implying that Brian is having tons of cookouts and just not inviting you, or I don't know what's happening. That's one of them. That's one of okay. the things I'm implying. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you then- you imply seven uh, evil things per sentence, and that's why people can listen to this podcast over and over again and see. What- <laughs> 
see how angry you are. Right. This does have replayability. That's right. <laughs> it has, it's very important in video games and it turns out in podcasts. Yeah. So um, speaking of podcasts, Andy Ashcraft, uh, my uh, loved one has a yeah. podcast because hell has frozen over. Oh, and, yeah. um, but there's like 10 episodes out and it's, he's doing a podcast, you know, he's designs games, right? Game designer. Uh -huh. And his buddy is a philosophy professor. And so they are doing a podcast called ethics and video games. That's so cool. It is astounding. Uh, I don't listen to podcasts myself, uh, but uh, hearing about how great, like the conversations, like they're talking about, you know, not, not just the, the way they're the, one of the ones he did was about uh, murder like how, how you can murder people in a video game, not right. you're a soldier and you're killing, not just killing, but like sort of in the Sims, the video game of the Sims, you can kill your family. You right. can uh, trap them in the, in an empty swimming pool and they will starve to death. Um, and so <laughs> it leads to a philosophical conversation about, about empty swimming pools. What the fuck? Fill those <laughs> things with water, please. <laughs> Who has an empty swimming pool? What kind right of to the heart of it. Right to the heart of it. Yes. I know what the real problem is. Mm -hmm. So you've bathed. Good for you. I'm fresh out of the shower. Um, uh, what, what, uh, I haven't had any, I, I had a Zoom set on Monday and I missed it. Uh, we're on hiatus this week, which means I'm barely tethered to planet Earth. I'm just right. floating all over the place. And even though I tweeted about it on uh, like 6 p.m. on Monday, uh, somehow I forgot. And I, I dropped my kid off to water polo. And then I was like, I'm free. I don't, I'm not working. So I stopped. Here's how I handle my freedom, which yeah. I didn't really have because I actually had to go do a show immediately. Uh, I went to Sprouts and bought food. <laughs> <laughs> like um, I'm going to go to a grocery store like a person. Yeah. And yeah. then at around eight o'clock, I was like headed home. I'm like, Oh my God, fuck the show. And I, and I, uh, I did you get in. No, when at time I logged on, it was over. So I felt oh, shoot. really bad. And so, uh, there was no, I just didn't show up. It felt awful. Uh, and then uh, I feel awful when I miss shows. I'm not like, uh, you know, I, I don't blow that off. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, so I have one tonight at the improv. I have my first improv show back. Uh, you know, oh, live set, live set at the improv. It's Karuna. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm on the APM. I have an eight 30 spot and, uh, nice. that means I can, I can hang out for a little bit and watch some more people or, mm -hmm. or leave. It depends, you know, but I think I'll probably hang out. It'll be nice to be out. Um, yeah, yeah. Nice to get a comedy club again, you know, right. um, I, so hope, that's I wish upon you people that you want to see. Oh um, yeah. There are some people I want to see and there's someone I don't know that I am excited to see. So Oh, that's exciting. Uh, yes. That is exciting. Um, uh, the shows here uh, as have been going amazing. It's uh, yes. they've been going really great. And the, 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 the room seats probably, I don't know, I think it seats uh, 300. And so they're at 150 maybe. Okay. Uh, I th actually, all of those numbers sound wrong, whatever, but they're at like 50% capacity. <laughs> And the yeah. way they have it set up, it the it sounds great. Like the audio is awesome, and I can see some people and not see other people, just like a regular club, and right. uh, like pre-COVID, and um, and so 
the material's working really well. It's, uh, I'm still working on the order. I forgot to do something. I forgot to do a big chunk on Thursday, did another chunk, have made some decisions about some stuff I'm not going to put on the album, just going to bail on. <laughs> I, it's not in stone, but like they're, they're four years old and the stories are, there's trouble and I've written some new stuff. And so, yeah, but the dad, my dad chunk is, uh, it's got a new, he called me with a new story a couple of weeks ago and it's the perfect story to bring two stories together. Oh, great, so, great, great, great. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's nice. Mm -hmm. Dad's and, helping uh, out. Yeah. And uh, so other than that, um, I, yeah, so my, my Portland got pushed because George Lopez is more famous than I am and maybe can sell out more shows. So I get it. Have, he did have a late night show and he, yeah, he's quite oh, he's famous. huge. He's quite yeah. famous. I don't begrudge any of that. It's a, right. that's fine. But, um, I was just like, well, if you can't get me another weekend before I record, I think I, I sold pretty hard about it for two days, by the way, because I was Let panicking. me check my, my text from you. Scroll, <laughs> scroll. Yeah, you fucking sold hard, honey. <laughs> I did sold hard because I'm worried about every set, right? Sure. I, I get and, it. I get it. You want and, them all. Uh, I'm, uh, so they can't get me in before, before the recording of the album. So I'm trying to figure out a different Portland date maybe, or just other dates and just film a June and, yeah. and, and early July and we'll see. But, um, but the, but I was, uh, so I was sulking so hard that it took me literally a day and a half to realize I'm in a club that took me forever to get into having the time of my goddamn life on stage. So, uh, yes. it doesn't yes. mean that I, I can't be sad that I, that I, that this thing has moved, but Jesus Christ, get out of the gravy boat of pity. And Oh, it's, you know, don't, don't be hard on yourself. You're allowed to be mad when a, a week moves and, uh, not in a good way, you know, not and in I a way that's it. favorable. Yeah. 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 Um, so two things we'll can exist at the same time. And, you know, you called me after your set and you're, and after you were, you were so mad all day. And then you called me, you're like, comedy fixes everything. And you sound like <laughs> a different person. So it's true. I, and I was a different person. Oh my gosh. I was such a different person. Um, right. Did you bring merch? Are you selling merch? Uh, I can't. I'm, I'm almost sold out. Okay. And I, there's two more shows tonight. Cause it's Saturday. And Were you sold out before this week? You didn't bring any to to the club, or no? I brought I uh, I I sold half of it on Thursday, and I sold almost the rest of it last night. Fuck! So when you're when you're talking to people, what's happening? Is it just like before or um are they far away from you or are they masked uh, at that point? Are you there? We're we're all masked at that point. Uh, and when they ask me if they uh, want a photo, I always say vaccinated and they say vaccinated. And then we take off our masks if they want us to. And then we take a snap a shot. And um, and I have I, I got that Venmo thing where you can point a camera at my my URL or a, a QR code. Yeah. And um, but most people are just I'm just swiping cards mostly. Yeah. So uh, though there is some cash happening, which is nice. And um, my father will be very pleased because the challenge coins are, are going really well. So because I think of the new bit in the middle that brings it all. Sure. Together. Yeah. I yeah, love it. 
because the bits finally work. And then last night, first show, they streamed it. So it was it was also being filmed for streaming. You could buy streaming tickets. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure that was in the contract. <laughs> I'm sure I didn't. I must have missed that. And But here's the good news is that someone was, you know, uh, at the club, they have club cameras. And it's usually just a wide shot. Mm-hmm. But the streaming, there were th- there were two other cameras that had uh, close-up shots. So I'm hoping to get a copy of that for close. Oh, neat. Yes. Yeah. And oh, that's great. Um, and then I've just uh, I've been recording the ups- the the shows, and I've listened to two of them from the last two weekends, but I haven't listened to all of them. But it's been very helpful, actually. So um, yesterday productivity was down because they have a tabletop video game in this. Uh, yeah, it's literally. Wow. Uh, oh. Yeah, and it has a- in it all of the Nintendo. Like I played um, Mario Brothers. Productivity was down yesterday. Let's just say that. Or, it in. Ron Funches would say it was up. <laughs> <laughs> right, except for I wasn't streaming, and Zach's uh, on, and uh, and and they've got everything. It's Galaga. It's lovely, and um, but this like the the wall behind me all of uh-huh. those those fake uh, mounted animals yeah are next to a, a framed um newspaper article a rhino poacher uh killed by elephant and eaten by lions it's a big it's a big uh article <laughs> and they're like hey it's a warning to us all a cautionary tale <laughs> it's uh yeah, well, good. I'm, I I love animals attacking. I'm on next door right now defending coyotes. So, you know what? Good. They were here first, man. They were here first. Yeah, just yeah. keep me away from mountain lions. That's all I ask. But coyotes uh, can roam free. They they don't harm harm humans at all. They're very that shy. It's like a raised in California kind of statement. Keep me away from mountain lions. Yeah, but absolutely. There isn't anything in Wisconsin that'll kill you besides the people. Oh, uh, um, didn't there used to be panthers and things like that? In Wisconsin? No. I don't know. There might have been in, wolves. in North America, for sure. There might have been timber wolves, but well, um, though, yeah, that's a different, complete, completely different species. Of course there were wolves. I think there was a big cat. Of course there was a big cat in Wisconsin. No. I think they stopped. Yes. I'm guessing there was some kind of panther in Wisconsin before uh white people ruined everything. <laughs> I believe so. that there there might have been bobcats. I don't think that Wisconsin is uh is I Andy and I were walking in the woods when I first took him to Wisconsin to give him the Norman Rockwell tour of South Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And um he was like, Are there snakes? And I said, There aren't even any snakes that'll kill you in Wisconsin. And he's like, Well, that can't possibly be true. Yes. And um, we're both onto you. You just make things up about nature without <laughs> even looking them up. Okay. <laughs> There's no snakes that can kill you in Wisconsin, really. Okay. Wisconsin means well. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Is there the wild animals are they're fine. They they've uh you're gonna run into a garden snake. Actually, he did he ended up looking it up and there is some fucking snake that'll kill you. But um But that didn't like, change your opinion. No, it didn't. <laughs> it's not like we live in Australia. Australia, you can't walk out the door, it wants to kill you. There's an animal that wants to, yeah, really murder you. So, um, yeah. Uh, other than that, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm supposed to. I'm the merch is going. The the sets are going well. I'm starting to get used to how many how many people are around, 
And everybody keeps talking about um, how different LA, you know, like everywhere else is kind of open. Yeah. There's masks and LA is not, right? And I was like, I kind of like it that it's not. We could take our time. Uh, June 15th is a full open for everybody, I guess. Okay, well that feels um, that feels better. That feels fine. Yeah, um, I threw a pool party an, an impromptu. I said right. on a Wednesday, I texted a bunch of female comics and said, "Does anyone want to come over tomorrow at two? Mm-hmm. And I think we had it like eight eight people. And That's uh, fine. And you, it wasn't the thirty odd people that were at our show last week. No, it was very manageable. I promised mm-hmm. nothing but leftover um, drinks from the comedy show. So oh. Lacroix and some and some beer. That I guess I I'm not a great beer buyer. No one likes the beer I bought. Uh, <laughs> oh well. Or people were driving. Because <laughs> uh, and then one of the fans brought that uh, that uh, the the baby. Like it was like a it was like a Kool Aid, but it had like thirty percent liquor. What the hell was that stuff? It yes, was, wine cooler. A wine yeah, cooler. Yeah, it was like a wine cooler, but but yeah, it didn't so, look like any wine cooler I had ever seen. But it because it was like I think it was they weren't they didn't look like you know how like wine coolers back in the eighties were sort of more sparkling water with just a hint of color, and it was sort of a white wine spritzer. Uh, these looked like literally a Jones cherry soda. Yeah, that also had uh, cocaine in it. I mean, it looked like it was so powerful as as a booze. All I know, wine coolers. I just remember headliners uh, making fun of them and making fun of people that would order oh, them, yes. and they're like, "Oh, yuppie with your wine cooler!" Like that. That take immediately took hold, and I just stayed away from wine coolers. Um, <laughs> right, you were browbeated in, by the material into not I'm subject, liking. It. I'm very peer pressure really gets to me. You'd be surprised, <laughs> um, but it, but it was cool, and uh, so we just all hung out, kind of talked comedy and not comedy and gossip and different uh, different comics from different generations mingling together. Maybe I'll open it up to male comics soon, but uh, it's nice to feel like you can be in a swimsuit without being judged or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, so maybe that's what Brian cook is thinking. He's just only inviting men over so that, um, he can be, you you are really pissed about this. Um, you know, he he brought it back. I brought it back because I have to tell you that Brian Cook told me probably he was on the dork forest probably three years ago. And he was like, I'm not coming to the Valley. And then about six months ago, (laughs) he bought a house a half a mile from me. Hilarious. Uh, They always succumb. They always fall, don't they? Yeah. It's, uh, we'll see. That's the last laugh. But uh, because he was, he was asking me about good places to eat and he he found a couple of places that I hadn't heard about and I've lived there forever, but he had, uh, he also found a couple of good places that I was like, yeah, those are good places, but there's so many great places in Los Angeles. Like every strip mall has the potential to have some weird, great hidden jewel. Sure. I'm not a big restaurant, uh, but I'm, you know what? I'm changing Jackie. My personality is changing. I I've thrown two parties already. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm just trying to branch out a little bit. I have, yeah. um, I have to, I have to issue an apology. Oh, because last week I, when I was described, I did Renee Percy's show at okay. the comedy Chateau. Well, that's right. Um, and by the way, I, 
I have to remind myself it's not chapeau. I don't know why I want to call it the hats, <laughs> the comedy hat, but I do. Uh, first um, of all, I want there to be a comedy club named the comedy hat. Go ahead. Oh, yes. Uh, but you know what? I refer to it as a bringer, which to me, I'm that's a catch-all word for anyone who invites someone to a comedy show. <laughs> like I, I was, I like I'm like I, I actually threw one, you know, a week and a half ago. But uh, it does have a negative connotation, and yes. uh, she just let me know very politely and not asking for a retraction that that's not what she was doing, and. Um, and I think the reason I was so excited, like thrilled was like, everyone was so funny and, you know, probably that's, it wasn't a bringer and that's why. Anyway, she, she does great classes, obviously, because right. the acts that she had up there, they're really good. And it was a fun show. And I just would like to correct that because I don't want to harm anyone's business, especially when right. they work really hard to avoid that word. And I wasn't aware that, you know, it, uh, the connotation it had at some point. Right. Um, it did. Yeah, it has a, but the, the, what you did, what I got the sense was, is that it was full of people that weren't comics that you were excited to perform for. You know, that so, might've been it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what I she mean, did was she ended up filling the room with and the, it wasn't yeah, a bringer. So good for her. Yes. Great show. <laughs> fun crowd. Excited to be there. Not harangued to join a Zoom. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was it was very, very fun at Rainy mm -hmm. Show. Uh, and then the other thing, did you see, you know, you saw that Seth Rogen comment that blew up the world about uh, about how some jokes don't age well. Oh, right, right. You posted it. And For I was some like... reason that was controversial. I just it I'm just baffled by this idea, you know, that that you, everything ages everything you know there's there's jokes in shakespeare that have to be explained by an english teacher because you don't fucking get them right yeah have so, you ever read chaucer holy shit i have like it's uh well uh, i'm gonna say this it holds up it's hit and miss you know what <laughs> i'm looking at kyle because he has some sort of english degree and uh so perfectly but, the thing, but it, it's uh but the <laughs> But everything, like if you if you watch a movie, um, for you, that's one of the first questions anybody says. Hey, does it hold up? You know, I loved Ghostbusters. Does it hold up? I right. love War Games. Does it hold up? You know, and so why wouldn't that be the same for jokes? It's it is, and I yeah. just, it's so it's so weirdly macho and proud to not accept that, oh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, like it. you've written some sort of gem that is. Mm, timeless and you know, you're like hey man keep writing like a few like brian regan has bits that are timeless because yeah. they are about experiences with uh with like they're almost like childhood experiences but even those at some point he'll use a reference like some sort of toy that won't exist in a few years and it won't be timeless and you have to go oh that's we used to play with those things or whatever right. you know what i mean like it doesn't even have to be a uh, uh, a, a commentary, a commentary about race or gender. That's not going to work. Any no, no, longer. It's, it's the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's of comedy. The best comedy is of the moment. That's why crowd work. It works so well, but if you were to just read it on paper, it does, it's not going to be that funny because you weren't there. So the best comedy works only at that point at that time at the comedy club. Right. And then, right, which is why why posting clips of crowd work and someone saying some nightmarish thing, um, that's why people cry out, 
oh, context, context. And you're like, but you, there's still a place that you go to. And, and if that place involves some sort of racial slur, you shouldn't go there. Right. Well, so. I mean, or, yes, I mean, but or you just go, that's, you know, that's my comedy. And if you don't like it, uh, you know, you don't have to go see it. I mean, that I, 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 if people want to do that, you know, Hinchcliffe and all those guys, that this is what I do. And uh, fuck you. That's that's fine, too. You you can uh, just carve out your little ugly corner of the world and make enough money to live. And that's, that's okay. Uh, you know, and there's other comics. No, no. I'm just going to say, uh, I, 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 it's, it's sort of like uh swing heil. Did you ever see a swing time? Anyway. <laughs> swing so tail. it's, no. uh, <laughs> it's not good. Never it's about swing. I didn't say it was good. I, ju I just said it's, it's, it's it doesn't have no, to I meant the, you. I meant the movie. No, no. no you, you're just speaking about in general that that it's something that can exist and, and you can't will. stop it. And, and so, so and it doesn't have it, to. It's what it is. Yeah, it is, and it doesn't have to affect what you're going to do and the audience that you're going to find. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it in a in a different sense, if if one club only, you know, eight of those acts only, that's going to affect you if you try to work at that club. You know, so yeah. that that will happen. But, you know, uh, I don't know. What can we do but redouble our own efforts to be our best? Well, I was thinking about, right, what I was thinking about this is that, you know, because of, you know, like ever since Obama shocked everyone and won the presidency, right. uh, the worm people have crawled out from every, under every rock, right? Mm -hmm. But with that, has been this rise. There's been so many cool an opposing people. force, yes, and so many much more. But yeah. those, but those people, it, it takes longer for decent human beings to just sort of go, no, seriously, yes, I, uh -huh. I yeah, I don't know. There's a science fiction book that uh, the uh, the, the uh, it's uh, the guy who wrote Narnia, C.S. Lewis, yeah. his, space, his space trilogy, Silent and there's. Planet. Uh, yeah, out of the silent planet, but the Paralandra one has mm. has this whole thing where this guy has to decide uh, to how he's going to fight the devil because it's it's a not even thinly veiled uh, Christian allegory, but uh, but it is a very beautifully written, cool a action. You know, uh, I I loved the first book a lot, and then I like I really loved the second book. The third book I didn't like until I read it like the third or fourth time. So. Um, I don't know why I felt the need to give you a review of that series of books. Yeah, I don't know I either, but I, I appreciate it. And I'm sure other people do as well. <laughs> um, I will, you, 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 there was this article on Slate about Bowen Yang, who's on SNL and, uh, you know, just talking about his, his experience as a, uh, where'd Jackie go? Right here. Okay. Where'd Jackie go? <laughs> <Okay. laughs> um, it was, it was talking you mean about emotionally. How, <laughs> it was talking about how he he's allowed to be himself and not squashed on SNL basically. And then they compared that experience to Terry Sweeney, who's like the first, I think, openly gay member of SNL and how, Oh, how just you know, just constrained that guy was. And um, uh, so yes, the, the rising forces that are, that come up to oppose that kind of stuff. Um, it's exciting. And, and, yeah. and they, they, I, they, they exist as a, re, they, both things are reacting to each other. 
And um, I guess it's exciting when the people that you are excited about are, are reacting and getting, getting the attention, you know, and getting the work and getting the job. Well, there's just like so that. many, it's just so, it's so beautiful to watch these people that who would have just been decent human beings who lived their whole lives. And you're like, mm -hmm. they're, they're activists, you know, they're, they're, they're using their powers for good. And it's, uh, and they're, and they're super funny. articulate mm -hmm. and, oh uh, yeah, I wasn't talking comics, but, um, Oh, okay. We could, we could talk about comedy, which is one of the things we talk about on this show. I have I'm more to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you know what else there was like, um, talk about regretting jokes. I, so there's like the Jim Norton roast that I did a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, it's up. Someone oh. put it up. Masavia put it up. Thank God he disabled comments. Um, and I, <laughs> by the way, I went up like last. I'd follow a ton of people, but there was a joke. I, I was like, oh, fuck that joke. <laughs> it didn't work. And it kind of slammed some other female comics. And I, I winced when I, heard, when I heard myself going into it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> I just kind of pretended that one went away. And uh, now it's up. And I feel bad about it. And I wouldn't, I uh, shouldn't, wouldn't, you know, it excited. wasn't, it yeah. wasn't a great joke. It roped in even comics that weren't there. And it was basically me just being uh, a, a bitch and angry and annoyed. I mean, you know, I am, I, st I still am, but I try to funnel it properly. Right. But, uh, it being was, an asshole because that's the format of the gig. It is the format of the gig, but, but, um, you know, it's, it's much more fun to be an asshole to people that are right there on the day. <laughs> oh yeah. Although the, the mm -hmm. initial joke was aimed at somebody on the dais. I did sort of tag it with other people that weren't there who I think now were like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why am I? And well, they should. should, and that'll be next week's be. apology from Lori Kilmartin. No, that's um, this week's. I doubled up, Jackie. Oh, you doubled up. Okay, yeah. so I'm looking at the creek in the cave uh, to try to figure out to put to put in my website when when I'm in Austin and put the link up. Yeah, uh, for tickets and mm -hmm. the uh, this month, J uh, Big J Okerson. Okerson. Yeah, is and his headshot. I didn't see his name and you know, I have such a terrible uh, eye for faces. I, he looked so much like Greg Giraldo that I almost burst into tears. In his Interesting. Headshot. I yeah. don't see that, but I you know what? Well, Jay you actually... Cause he doesn't look like him at all, but in that no. headshot, he looks like Giraldo. Huh? Okay. I just he, thought of that because you're talking roasts. And, yeah. He was a bigger guy, but I think he dropped a ton of weight. So he might be looking like Giraldo now. Hmm. Um, that's cool. He's, he, oh man, he, he had a, he has a Patrice like ability to just sit on stage and talk mm -hmm. and it's, it's astonishing. Big J does. Yep. Um, people love that's, it. Yeah. Um, Kyle Kinane, did you, someone, in our chat. I think I posted it and then somebody else posted another one or maybe I just posted one. He's like doing one-nighters. He's like, Hey, I'm in Flagstaff. Does anyone, um, does anyone have a garage I can work? I'm, I have an amp and a van. That's, maybe that's yeah. the way to do it. Jesus Christ. Well, what he's done is, and he works all of the chains that we don't, but yeah. he, uh, but the thing is, is he's doing the thing. Cause I was talking to Maria about, 
Because when I was sulking, I was talking to many people. And, right. um, and so what I have to, I think, embrace is that some markets are not booking me. And so I have to embrace the insecurity of doing a door deal, of right. going in and filling the room and trying to create the fan base myself and not, you know, sort of like I did with Zoom, except for that the thing with Zoom uh, could happen in my garage. So I don't have to fly yeah. somewhere and then be like, oh, there are 25 people here. Oh, there's 60 people. Right. Here. But um, so it'll, it might end up costing me money, but it will eventually work if I'm willing to put that effort into it at the age of 55. Am I? This is the question. Uh, I want to, I want to be willing. How about that? I know. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. It's like really after this many years, I have to have the same business sense as someone five years in what the fuck, you know? Right. But, but and, and, and Kyle started doing that 20 years ago too. So he, he kind of likes it. I think. I yeah. Know. It's in a Stan Hopian way. He yes. likes it. But the other thing is, is those guys are helped by the fact that they have had specials on Netflix and stuff. So they, you know, there will be, there will be people who saw a, a 10 or a five or a three-year-old special that come that we don't have access to them. Cause we're, we're, our stuff isn't, wasn't out like that, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And they're, yeah, Kyle, that's a good point in the chat. It's a good point. And, I missed uh, it. Hold on. Take a look at it. And then maybe we take a break. Oh, interesting. Basically okay. what I was saying, cause like, that's a lot of my audience and a lot of, of the kind of younger folk now is like nobody who listens to our comedy, our podcast has 50 bucks to go to a comedy club. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a two drink minimum. It's cover charge, you know, so basically the, the bar, a, you know, the bar and the small clubs become kind of what everybody lives off of. Yeah. 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 And it's, and then, and it, if, if I can just sort of make peace with something that D Doug Stanhope said back way back in like the nineties, yeah. he was like, the way you do it, you go to a town and if you could sell 50 tickets at $10 a ticket, you'll make $500. And he's like, and you just have to be happy with that. And then as you build, you might make more. Uh, but if you're happy with $500 a night, you win, essentially. He didn't say that, but, you know. Um, no, I, 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 that's, and if you are a single person, that's great. You know, it, 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 as your life gets bigger, it becomes harder to be happy with traveling for $500, right? Yep. It's but, um I don't Especially know if you got you know, kids or any of that. Yeah. But like in five years, maybe my life, my big life will get smaller and I'll be fine with that. You know, mm -hmm. I won't need mm -hmm. much more than that. You know, I don't, I have no idea. We'll see. Um, well, but it's, for I mean, me, it's just the work. I yeah. just think about the work and possibly the blow to my ego. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a grown true. up lady. It's, you are a grown up lady. And, and, you know, like I was saying how, last week I like, I consider myself a peer of other people whose careers are way better than mine. I just think, Oh, well, you got, you know, you, you're, you, you went, you're, you forked off this way. I forked off this way, but we started yeah. at the same time. We are probably equally good joke writers, etc. And, uh, and it's, it is hard to, to, you know, go, I, I feel like I'm on this person's level, but I'm uh, trying to sell 50 tickets in Flagstaff, Arizona tonight. Yeah. And it's, you just got to make, it's, it's, it's a daily, like a daily thing where I just have to make peace 
with the good things that are in my life because right. you know, and there are so many hey let's do this um uh let's do the max fun break are you riddled with guilt over your tbr pile are you filled with shame about a book that you just can't seem to finish are you having regrets because grad school killed your love of reading we're reading glasses and we're here to help i'm mallory and i'm bria let us absolve you of all your reading guilt stuck on a book you don't like we'll help you dump it can't figure out what to read next we'll recommend something in your wheelhouse can't decide where to buy your books from we'll point you in the right direction no matter what you read or how you read it we'll help you do it better reading glasses every thursday on maximum Fun. and then let's do the uh comic of the week okay it's who i'm working with and we gotta love that it's uh, it's Bukley. It's Christy Bukley. Yay. And Christy and so she- Bukley has been doing, she's been working all weekend with me here at the Denver Comedy Works South. And yeah. she's only doing seven to tens, but she works the road and uh, she's super smart and funny and silly and all the things that I love mm-hmm. out of stand-up comedy. And um, did you find her Twitter? Oh, uh, yes, it is. I believe just her name. Oh, it's at uh, C-A-B-U-C-H-S-Y. What? Right. Hey. <laughs> Say that again so I can All spell right. it. At C-A-B-U-C-H-S-Y. S-Y. Uh, Kabuchi? Like k- Kabuchka? But, or Cab? This uh, conversation Christy, is so what the fuck is happening? Christy Bukley, fucking find her. Uh, her Twitter handle is ridiculous, uh, but it will be Don't in the notes. Mad at her Twitter. <laughs> it sounds like it's her name. How dare you, an Armenian, go after someone else's name? Please. Uh, people say that all the time. How dare you, an Armenian? Um, and then you guys might not know this about uh, about the Jackie and Lori show. But the Jackie and Lori show is supported in part by The Rock from the Sky, a new children's book uh, by John Klassen from Candlewick Press. John Klassen is a number one uh, New York Times bestselling creator with many titles and awards to his name, including a Caldecott medal, you guys. In The Rock from the Sky, critters adorned with various hats have their favorite spot in a rather post-apocalyptic looking landscape, but they remain blissfully unaware of a large rock hurtling toward them, threatening complete oblivion. Klassen is known for his deadpan storytelling. As reviewers have commented, this is waiting for Godot, imagined for the playground population. Get the rock from the sky now, wherever you get books. I, I, I wish my son was young enough to have me read that to him. I would love uh, I, I would love to, I, I love anything hurtling towards me. Because uh, <laughs> isn't the earth also a rock hurtling around the sun? It's, I don't think it's hurtling, right? But it's it's traveling, maybe? Is it hurtling? Hurtling implies it's out of control, right? So here's, here's the comedy story I heard this week. I talked to Augie Smith. Wow, you just ignored uh, me. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh you're you talking about uh, space is much like me <laughs> talking about wolves. I anyway, think I was talking about word definition, but go ahead, tell your Augie story. <laughs> so Augie Smith, for the last thirty years, has occasionally uh, told people that they should uh, fuck off and die, sure. and get this, they've died. 
Okay. He's killed like three people with his mind. And and he hasn't done it in 17 years. But a couple of weeks ago, he did a gig uh, in Billings. And he, um, there was, there was a guy whose name, this is very weird. His name is Beard. Guess what he has? A beard. A beard. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and so he had to be ejected from the show. And, uh, and Augie, he uses his power more justly. He says, I'm surprised you're not dead. And then he riffed on that for a second. And that guy died on Monday. How, and how did Augie find out? Did, was the audience, uh, uh, keeping track? Billings, it turns out super small. Wow. Uh, the, uh, one of the other comics knew beard and let him know. And it was on the radio that he had insulted this guy and told him that he should die. And then he died or that he was surprised that he hadn't died. Does he um, have a videotape of him saying that? He might have it on audio. I don't know that he has video. Because if you were to pair that with the man's obituary in the the newspaper, what what an amazing clip and what a way to... Jackie, now you are going to sell more than 50 tickets per show in any city if you've got that clip. That's what I'm uh, saying. You know, the, what you're saying is the clickbait on that is going to sell some ads. That's incredibly put some, put some seats. Uh, but but Karen Rontowski yes. now is going to have him on the on, on her podcast, Paranormal Karen, uh, to talk about this power of his because she says it's a real power. What? Yeah. Wow. All right. A lot of things are happening. Karen Rontowski, another great comic that everyone should know. I love um, Karen. Yeah. Great joke writer. An amazing joke writer and really a good person. Uh, and her dry bar does really well for her. I'm, I'm excited for her. That's like, yeah. I don't think I could do dry bar. I, I just don't think I have enough jokes in that vein. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm happy when people do and make money off of it you know well, maybe i'm more happy because i can't do it i'm like i have nothing to be jealous of i'm like good make all the money i can't get any of that right well and and it's and it's in the same vein of just a sort of a lateral move like we we aren't getting the next netflix specials but dry bar was like do you want a, a dry bar special and the the back the back end of that is very lucrative which is you know, you still get to do stand up and you get to make uh, uh, money, which is yes. a key to living indoors. Sure. <laughs> I do think it takes a while to get to Rontowski's level, you know? Right. But Tommy Ryman's is really big too. So oh, I think it, it might take a, a year or two to really sort of get rev it up. Right. And, and they, they might be slowing down or they might be doubling up. Like I think. <laughs> what, what, wait, which is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. All I know is they asked me to do it initially, like way at the very yeah. beginning. And um, I don't think I could. Uh, I think I was on the track to turn Horcrux into a special that okay. I had uh, I had somehow higher hopes for. Uh, but Horcrux as a, as a dry bar would have done very well, quite honestly. Uh, I don't think Hero could have been a dry bar. But you um, could, but you couldn't. You record re-record it for a dry bar. I think you could. I think I it's could. like Comics Unleashed, where they don't care. They just want, you know, they want a chunk of material that's already worked, uh, that's clean on that yeah. format. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. I yeah yeah. I'll um, 
it's I feel like to some extent I feel slightly overwhelmed at how much the the world is sped up again. I know. That that I'm just trying to kind of catch up and try to get back into the groove of 2019. Right. And right. then sort of expand from that. But I would also like like I uh you know, I wrote that that comic book uh script. I would like to try to write another comic book script and I'd like to try to write some stuff. And yeah. not and not forget that I wanted to write some stuff, you know? Right, right. Um, yeah, I, one, thing over, I yeah. one thing I did this week is I have read, I finished one novel. I read another one in three days. Like I just wow. read. I wasn't, usually I just read uh, at night after my son falls asleep. And then I have like five minutes before I fall asleep. It just puts right. me out. And I've been just reading for just reading because I got nothing else to do and, and telling myself, you don't have to do anything. You could just sit and read. And, um, and that's been great. It's, it's just great to get your head out of your own shit. And then I had my long dormant novel. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I got a vibrator and then I, uh, then that gave me some ideas that <laughs> vibrator. And then I started writing again. Well, you know, uh, to quote Jackie fabulous, you know, there's <laughs> nothing more inspirational than rubbing one out. Um, <laughs> But I will say that yes. uh, I don't have a husband like you at at my whim, at my you know any time I need it, I can grab him and stick him in me, Jackie. All right, not, <laughs> we're not all that. Uh, the way you've really summed up my marriage really makes it feel super romantic and really beautiful. <laughs> I have to say that um, that I want. Um, that I, that I I wish I were reading more lately. I've actually so I've stopped reading romance novels for the first time in like five years. Mm -hmm. I'm just it, and it's, I'm just taking a break like you do, and I have a stack of other books to read. I have some nonfiction that I've been trying to get through, and um and I am I'm I brought it with me. Is that enough? That's not enough. And I did and I read like six comic books today, but um, just trying to catch up on the the Captain Marvel story and the runaways yeah. anyway, but, um, but it doesn't, it, Oh, and I did read those two manga books that, uh, that I gave your son. Oh, nice. Thank you. So Thanks for that. yeah, by the way, we have one more and then it's your turn to buy the next seven. Okay. Okay. Thank um, you. <laughs> Cause we want to read them more. Okay. No problem. Just give me a link. I don't know what they are and I'll get them. Okay. Um, by the way, he graduated from eighth grade yesterday. Congratulations to him. And yeah, how did he, he thought, do? How did he oh, do? He thought the whole thing was lame, and he wanted to skip it, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it was he. It was me, his dad, and uh, the babysitter. Our babysitter, our aunt uh, Claire, was there, and um, it was cool. We had a, he had a little cheering section. Then we took pictures, and he he posed for a picture and smiled like a like a full person instead of doing oh, like an adult. Human. Yeah, I things. saw that picture. Yeah. It's a really great picture of him. Oh my God. So I was just dying. It was, uh, and I, I finally, they just took their, um, eighth grade pictures for the school year, like three weeks ago. So I saw, finally saw a copy cause they printed it out and, uh, so handsome. I mean, I know everyone says this about their kids, so you can't trust me, but oh my God, I was dying. I was like, I can't, I just, it is so 
you know, I like, I was not going to have a kid. This was a total accident. As I tell them all the time. And, uh, <laughs> the fact that this total accident is so awesome and handsome, uh, just, you know, makes, I just can't believe it. What a surprise. What an unexpected, delightful he, surprise. He was incredibly uh, nice and very helpful on, uh, on the day of the show as well. Oh, he Which, was? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was, he, he did, you know, you, you put him to task and he would do the tasks uh -huh. and he didn't, there was no grump about it. He was like, okay, all right. And yeah. then he would, you know, so he is uh, nice work. Laurie Kilmartin, he's uh, growing up to be a nice young man. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping like having these little pool parties will get him to see that he could do that same thing. I don't want to. I don't want to have another generation of shut-ins. You know, it's time. <laughs> like we we all saw my mom for the last uh, four years of her life just in the other half of this room I'm in right now, watching Outlander and not you know not venturing out. And uh, I I don't want to end up like that, and I don't want to keep going like that. And I want, I want him to be able to be social and feel comfortable, you know, just yeah. going, Hey, come on over, you know, I love it. Hey, let's, uh, let's take another max fun break if we could. Okay. Hey, it's John Moe. And look, these are challenging times for our mental and emotional health. I get it. That's why I'm so excited for my new podcast, Depression Mode. We're tackling depression, anxiety, trauma, stress, the kinds of things that are just super common but don't get talked about nearly enough. Conversations that are illuminating, honest, and sometimes pretty funny with folks like Patton Oswalt, Kelsey Dara, and Open Mike Eagle. I have this public facing self, and then I have my emotional self that tends to stay hidden. It was about finding a way to communicate to somebody that like, there's terrible sh going on back here plus psychiatrists, psychologists, and all kinds of folks. On Depression Mode, we're working together, learning, helping each other out. We're a team. Join our team. Depression Mode for maximum fun, wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of taking a break, Kyle, where are we, we are, at? We are at 48. All okay. right. Not bad. All right. I've been listening to some uh, really dumb comedy podcasts, just... Uh, just because I sometimes part of me misses hearing dumb guys and dumb comics talking about their dumb theories in Greenlands. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I was listening. There's a guy I, I like that I disagree with about 80% of the time, but I just like him. And he's a New York comic and he has a podcast. And I, I was rolling my eyes and still uh, enjoying that, that green room feeling of uh, these people are morons you know <laughs> but i love them and they're funny on stage okay yeah i uh um you know there's been a lot of sort of there's it's good green room hang the staff is really really happy here you know oh yeah it's, uh, it's kind of it's it's sort of skeleton staff they're not going to open the downtown comedy works until august and the first comic up in the downtown room is marin mark marin Wow. So, um, that should be cool. super fun. Yeah. And, um, but they're just, you know, you know, when you go into a club and, and the staff is just cheerful, you mm -hmm. know, they're not downtrodden. They're not <laughs> kiddish. They don't look right. like dogs that have been beaten. And, yeah. uh, which, uh, here, let me, let me put in the chat, the club, the last club I was in that had that vibe. Right. Hold on. Let me see if I, Ooh, I spelled cool. it wrong. 
yeah, I don't know what that is. I think I've eaten that before. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, okay. I right. still spelled it wrong, but you have a better chance. <laughs> I got it. I got it. You got it. But it was, it was literally. I think I worked that room. Yeah, uh, you don't miss it anything. Um, <laughs> I'd like to know myself, as always, for every as hell possible. Possibly, I'll make my own decisions. You'll make your That's own decisions. Number. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got all kinds of trouble that club. Um, but I. But you'll notice that I'm not saying it out loud how much trouble it's got because I am willing to work it again. Of course. What happened right there? And so I was like, oh, you're not missing anything, but don't say it out loud, Jackie, because uh, what if he calls you? And you're like, all right. It's a weird, not positive experience that I wish to experience again. Um, it does have the advantage of being somewhere near my home, right? Where where mm -hmm. my dad and my brothers are. So my uh, my nephew, uh, one of my nephews graduated from college this last weekend. He graduated oh, from wow. And, um, and, and they had an outdoor, uh, graduation ceremony and he wore a gown and he looked super happy. And, um, weirdly enough, he's going to Jerusalem this summer, I think, um, oh. or he's like, he's they're they're big in the Armenian church that, that, that brother and my, my nephews. Yes. And so he's, he's studying to be a deacon. And, um, so he's going really? to go. Yeah. They both are. So. so is that the Armenian Orthodox or what, what church is that? It's yeah, it's an Orthodox. Uh, the, uh, it's apostolic actually the Armenian apostolic church. Uh, I don't know enough about it. Darla used to work for the, the diocese in New York. It's and, Catholic or not Catholic. No, no, it's not Catholic. Um, okay. small C or big C. Big C. Roman. No, it's not, it is not, uh, it is not Catholic. No. Uh, it's its own church. It's um, we separated from the Catholic Church. I say this. I believe I'm wrong, but it's a fun story. So here we go. I believe we separated from the Catholic Church in 306 AD. There was a meeting in Paris. We didn't make it. We were being uh, uh, the Persians were trying to kill us. And yeah, so always with an excuse, you guys. Always with your excuses. <laughs> the Persians, the Turks. Okay, Jackie. Well, it's it's such a good idea to choose to be a different religion when you're surrounded by another religion. And so, um, yeah, we used to worship a sun god. I was like, why don't we all just keep doing that? Hey, but, the uh, Irish and the Druids, I mean, those were good days, you know? Before <laughs> they figured out men had, had something to do with childbirth, before they figured out sperm, women were living large because... We were, we were these things that could spontaneously create new life and they didn't know how, and they loved us. And then they figured out they were half of it. And then capitalism started. Wow, I mean, I'm skipping a, a summation that, I, that can't possibly be true. I'm skipping I'm a few steps. <laughs> um, this feels, it has a little bit of the vibe of the world. Everyone thought the world was flat until Columbus. When, if you actually look at all the, 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 no, there, there was not a sailor in the world who thought the world was flat. <laughs> they were just like, it's just you get to the middle of a very large uh, and there's not enough water and there's no food and you die. So it's not flat, but it's it doesn't make any sense to try to get across it. So, Jackie, you're telling me that you read Christopher Columbus era writings 
by other sailors on uh, the Earth's circumference. You're telling me that you do that in your spare time. I have uh, not read uh, the, the original source material. You're correct. What I have <laughs> read is uh, there was uh, some small, uh, some stuff written in Latin. And then there's, of course, there's always historical fiction that references a lot of the sort of the Arab uh, thinkers of the, of what was the European dark ages. And th those guys were a pile of smarty magoos mm -hmm. that, uh, that, uh, uh, the Christians uh, decided to burn to the ground in the Crusades. These, um, you know what's happening? A lot of loose history this episode. Maybe this got that's how we make our money. Loose history, right? You think these comics doing history podcasts do anything but read Wikipedia? They fucking don't. What if we do one where we don't even read Wikipedia? We just did. We just spent 10 minutes talking about things that we don't have enough information I about. But can't you know wait to check our coffers after this one because clearly <laughs> they're going to be donating lots of money to us. It's a new Patreon push, you guys. Uh, this is why you tune in. Listen, people that lived LA based podcast supporters, Max Fun and others, were got a little reward. You know, I know we don't offer a lot that much, but. You did get a little reward. They were able to see a private show headlining with uh, Maria Bamford headlining for zero dollars. Right. Uh, it was nice. So we thank mm -hmm. you, supporters. Yeah. And you deadbeats. I don't know how you live with yourselves. <laughs> I honestly don't. You take and I'm, take and take. I'm looking. Uh, uh, I don't have any sets this coming week. Do you have any sets? Do you have any shows? Um, I do. I'm doing a live show at Flappers on the the second or the third it was it's that one at wednesday oh, that, yeah the yeah wednesday? it's the part of their soft reopening so that's exciting and then wednesday i have little showlets here and there i think but um I yeah it's a, it's a slow uh it's a slow reopen here yeah <sighs> and, and then next weekend i'm uh i'm gonna go look at big sir Cool. Hey, in the uh, the weekend after um, the July 9th and 10th, I'm at Stir Crazy in, oh, in, there you in go. the Phoenix area. So come out to that. Those will be safe shows. And in um, July, I, I'm headlining Flappers July 9th and 10th. Oh, cool. July 16th and 17th, our birthday weekend. I'm going to be at the Alameda Comedy Club. Uh, that's the week I'm recording my album at Acme in Minneapolis. Right. That's the weekend you tried to take from me several times on this podcast. Unsuccessfully, I might note. I was going to ask for the stir crazy dates, uh, but then realized that I am already working at Flappers. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. I know. I'm hoping to pick up uh, the second and third at a at a theater in Portland. Oh, and cool. Just, and, then just, um, and then just do a couple of shows and then get to go to Powell's. You know, I just, because uh, Powell's didn't go under. June 2nd or 3rd or July, July. 2nd? July 2nd. Oh. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah, um, June, like, literally, oh, wait. Why don't you, you know what? I'm not I, working that weekend. Oh, oh, you want to come with me? Maybe we do a live J&L in Portland at the last minute. I don't know. Just throwing okay. it out there. If you're willing uh, to do the short set so I can run my, my hour. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right. Because, uh, uh, but June 18th and 17, 18 and 19, I'm in Austin doing shows. Austin, oh, Texas. Oh, that's so sweet. I haven't, uh, 
I have a weekend at last in, in October, I mean, in August, and then I'm still waiting to see what the, my schedule is this summer. If I'm, if I'm scheduled or anything. So, um, I need to ask about that. Cause I do, I would like to be doing these little Friday, Saturdays, uh, you know, if I could, yeah. uh, yeah. just get out. Um, You're not but it's wrong. weird. It's, it's, you know, uh, I've enjoyed this year of, uh, hanging out with my son. It's been pretty awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a hard year, but it's also been a gift to hang out with the people we love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kyler, we, can I, we end on that we got on that adorable, up, yeah, freakly. All right, we got a minute and a half left. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm trying to figure out. I need no, Jackie. This, I'll put this out here. <laughs> I broke her. I there's there's my neighbor. I'm not, and, and I don't know that he's looking, but the wind, his window looks directly into my room now, and uh, I need. I need some Foley. I need, I need about a 20, I need like 15 feet of a uh, green to block him. And so I've been trying to figure that out and I, it needs to go in a pot. It can, it, you know, cause I don't, it's got to go on concrete. So I'm trying to figure out what to do uh, about that. I have a um, question. Yes. Have, do you know that neighbor? Yeah. Oh, why? All right. Just curious. I said, uh, well, uh, for the fan fiction, I don't know. I'm just what wondering. If, and <laughs> Jackie, I just like the, uh, you know, there's nothing to watch in this, in this room, but I like the idea that no one can. You can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You like the idea of some privacy. Uh, yes. I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think you're standing up for something that you should not get. You, you should definitely have a little bit of privacy in your bedroom. Yeah. So, that's all. So I'm trying to solve that problem. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.